today's episode. Today's idiom is amazing! Back to our main theme, that is speaking, I would like to know, how do you feel about your speaking Uyghur? Hi Uyghurs! Welcome to one more episode of Pod. I'm Natalia, your teacher, and today we're going to talk about speaking! Isn't that amazing? We've been talking a lot about communication and its details, scenarios, possibilities. However, since we are starting off a new month, I would like to go a little deeper in communication abilities to help you, Uyghur, to go over your drama and start to develop a new relationship with your English. Are you ready? Of course, before getting to the main topic, let's learn a new idiom. Yes! Today's idiom is amazing, but I gotta confess it took me some time to understand how to use it. Have you ever revealed someone's secret by accident? Or either on purpose? Or have you ever said something in the wrong moment? A commentary or a thought you should have kept it to yourself forever? If so, you have spilled the beans. Yes! To spill the beans means exactly this, to make a secret now or tell people a secret that should have been kept in secret. Let's say in a context, in the first scenario, we have the sentence I've spilled the beans about the new market actions, the boss is gonna kill me. So in this case, you made now the new strategy, the new actions on marketing, so someone is gonna kill you, of course. In the second scenario, how is spilled the beans about her birthday party? It was supposed to be a surprise, so I really hope it wasn't you, but someone spilled the beans, someone make it known that it was going to happen at a birthday party, and it was supposed to be kept in secret, okay? so. Just one more time that someone spilled the beans. And the third scenario. Is it okay if I spill the beans about what happened last meeting? Everybody should know that. In this case, it, this is just like a hypothetical happening because it's just like an indication. Someone is asking, probably someone or itself, if they should or not make it now the last meeting happenings, right? The sentence can be used, this idiom can be used in any of these circumstances, okay? Yes, that's not the most business idiom, but you can use it in informal conversation with your co-workers too, right? And probably you're gonna hear it from other people as well, okay? So I really would like to have your feedback, Uyghur, about this idiom. Have you ever spilled beans about something? Go to our page on Instagram at WiggleBR and let us know. Back to our main theme, that is speaking, I would like to know, how do you feel about your speaking Uyghur? Do you feel afraid of trying? Are you part of the team who goes with the flow and uses it in any possibility? I know it's not easy to speak, 
Sometimes we are afraid to shout out some ideas even in our mother tongue. When talking about English, it can be even worse. And that's why I've picked speaking as the first ability to talk about. Let's say that you are in a first group, right? The group of people who are afraid of using the English communication and etc. What are you afraid of? Is this a fear of a making a mistake? Or is this the fear of being judged? That's the point. Let's be real. If no one around you speaks English, who the heck is going to correct you? No, real, for real, we are going to have this conversation again because you, Uyghurs, and of course, the ones who are not Uyghur yet, if you don't consider yourself a Uyghur, you can start to consider, right? Since you are here participating in our community and listening to this podcast, you are already classified as a Uyghur, right? So, have you ever uh, seen someone correcting anyone's pronunciation in public? Because it's been 11 years since I, Natalia, started studying English and I can assure you, I have never seen such a thing like this. Besides that, that situation that is totally impossible to happen, my fiber experience English teacher showed me that 80% of us, me, you, all the Brazilian learners, have the conception of perfect English communication. Unconsciously, we believe that everybody expects us to be fluent and perfect when communication in the second language, in this case, English. And here, I can make a usage of the, the idiom that we just learned. I'm gonna spell the beans here. No one cares about your English, baby. Yes, that's the truth. No one expects us to be fluent. No one expects you to get all the pronunciations and connections right, okay? Alecrim Dourado, stopping using it as an artificial to avoid communicating in English, okay? Stop thinking that people were caring about the way that you did it wrong or you said it in a bad way. No, no one cares, really. Detach yourself of this idea, please. Concentrate your energy in being better at communicating your ideas much and much more. This dumb idea lead us to this bubble where you were not applying your communication because you were afraid and also you were not studying because you were not applying. Can you see that this is a vicious cycle? You stop speaking because you are always afraid of something that we don't know what it is because no one is going to come up out of nowhere and correct you. So you stop speaking because of that and then you stop practicing and studying because you are not speaking. So what is the reason why you are going to keep studying if you are not using because you were afraid of what people say? And then we became in this, oh my God, we need to fight against this ideal. Figuring it out is going to help you to develop your English in the only possible way. Facing it as a communicative tool, not as a status or an unreachable objective. Much more confident of your communication. Okay, rigors. Getting back on track, today I've brought to you three ways to practice your speaking alone. Yes, alone. It's obvious that you can practice in talking to someone else, but I'm sure you are not doing it yet, are you? Even though you are a dedicated Uyghur, 
I know that it takes some time to understand and let go of the fear of speaking to others, okay? So, in this scenario, we can briefly split the ability of speaking in three sections, okay? Pronunciation, connections, and speech organization. So, that's what we are going to take a look at here, okay? For you to understand where you need to organize your speaking, where you need to improve, where you are okay, right? Let's go. Back in time, when I was only 15 years old girl learning my first steps in English, I didn't have so much trouble with pronunciation because I always repeated what I heard. So, nothing better than repetition, okay? Of course, I'm not asking you to become a parrot, okay? As a consequence of another language. There are other ways to pronounce the letters, right? And I feel like, now that I'm a teacher, I feel this is the major problem for us Brazilian and Portuguese speakers. The things that we are reading, we try to read with our basic pronunciation, our mother tongue pronunciation, and it doesn't make sense in the other language because it's another language, probably they have another pronunciation for the, each letter of the alphabet, right? So when you repeat, I'm not really the fan of repetition, but If you have some trouble with some kind of uh, pronunciation, for example, the TH pronunciation or anything like that, that we are always talking on Instagram about these pronunciations. If you have any trouble with that, repeating is the best scenario, okay? A repetition exercise can last two minutes. It's really fast and easy to apply to your busy routine. So you don't need to think a lot. Just start doing that. Two minutes. What are two minutes in your routine? Come on. On the other hand, the connections are a little bit demanding and not so fast to study like pronunciations. To learn connections, I had to understand what were linking sounds, and that's one of the main topics to Uyghurs nowadays. Linking sounds are the connections made by speaking a group of words in a sentence, and it is presented in any language, not only in English. I hardly recommend you to practice it every single day. However, easier than the pronunciation, to practice linking sounds, you can use any resource a video, a podcast, or even a written resource. To find out what are the connections between the words is the objective. So, if you watch a video, you can follow the subtitles, right? If you read something, you can read it out loud, so your speaking is going to be better. If you practice with a podcast, you can try to understand one sentence or one paragraph, one part where it's been said, by listening it and trying to find the connections. It's much easier than it seems like and, okay, it's not so fast to practice like a repetition, but of course you can take five minutes on your day to study that. One day you study something, one day you pick a pronunciation, the other day you pick a linking sounds. I usually say to my students, to Uyghurs, that we teach linking sounds not only for you to be a perfect speaker. That's not the point. I usually teach linking sounds to help you to understand other people better, okay? Because the, the point is not to be perfect on speaking. There's no point on perfect perfection. What is a perfect speaker, you know? But on another hand, it's too important to understand and to get the ideas that people try to communicate to us. So when you learn linking sounds, it is easy for you to get what other people are saying, right? 
So it doesn't matter if it's a North American native or if it's someone from New Zealand, Australia, it doesn't matter. When you know linking sounds, your English improves, okay? Both when you speak or when you need to understand someone speaking, right? So linking sound was a really tough part of my learning, but at the same time, it was a really something that took me to another level on language. Last but not least is speech organization. This is one is for sure the most complex one, since you can't study it so practically as you can do the other ones. To improve your speech organization and the words in your mind, you gotta write. I hardly recommend all the Uyghurs to write something in English every single day. But teacher, didn't you say that you need to practice the other sections too? Yes. And the, the idea is to practice English every day, right? One day you do pronunciation practice, another day you can do linking sound practice, and the other one you can write and say it out loud. Organizing the ideas in your mind is gonna help you to speak clearly, faster, better. If I didn't have a route here for this podcast, it would never be possible to do it so nicely like it is done, you know? Even I, English learning for 11 years and counting, I teach, I have all the ideas on my mind. Every single episode has a written part that, not that I read, but that I follow to give you a, a great experience of a, a program that is organized, that has a start, a middle and an end. Can you feel it? So if you want, in Portuguese it is easy to, to find all these sections on your speak. Of course it is, because it, this is the language that you born learning, you know? You was born and everybody was speaking Portuguese around you, so of course this is easy. But in, in the second language, to practice it, is it much better if you write, since you are not surrounded by people who also speak English, okay? So to me, what really worked was writing, and to my to my Uyghurs, to all the students that we have at this school, it works in the same way. I put all of that, me and Gregory, that is the other teacher, we all put the, the, the students to practice a lot of writing, okay? Because we believe that this is the tool that is going to help you to have a better speech. So if you want to be a Uyghur, you better write. this program, I will hope you have more resources and starting with March, you start a new routine on pronunciation and communicating through your English, right? Looking forward for your feedbacks from this episode in our Instagram at WeGoBR and uh, that's it! See you next week! Bye-bye!